From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on this show, is the infamous John McAfee alive? Well, an ex-girlfriend thinks so. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. I just got off a very interesting interview with Patty Cherry, the CTO of Minima Global. And we're talking about the F2.0 merge to proof of stake. And I can't wait for you to listen to that interview. It's going to be dropping on Saturday. It is a sponsored episode, but we're not just like hyping, you know, Minima Global. We're actually talking about the ideas behind proof of work and proof of stake. And so they paid us to do that. And I think that's really, really cool. So I can't wait for you to listen to it because I think you're going to have a lot of questions. So please pay attention for that conversation on Saturday. But now, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 8.40 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $21,465. It's up 0.4% in 24, but down 9 on 7. Ethereum's down 11 on 7. Actually, 11.6 on 7 at $1,650, but it's up 2.4 in 24. Tether's number 3, USDC is number 4, and Binance is at 296, pretty much even from yesterday. Running off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. Just the same old lineup. (laughs) It's just the same old lineup. The total market cap of the entire crypto space is up 0.96%. We'll call that 1%. It's at $1.03 trillion. We have a BTC dominance slipping below 40%. It's at 39.8. We have an F dominance of 19.5 on coin market cap. Moving into the top news today. Well, in a new Netflix biopic, John McAfee's former girlfriend, Samantha Herrera, says that he's still alive and the notorious software developer faked his own death. This new biopic is called Running with the Devil, The Wild World, of John McAfee. So if you are new to the space or don't know who John McAfee is, I'm going to tell you really quick who he is. This is from Wikipedia, obviously. Well, John was born in September of 1945, and he died June 23rd in 2021. He was a British-American computer programmer, businessman, and two-time presidential candidate who unsuccessfully sought the Libertarian Party nomination in 2016 and 2020. In 1987, he wrote the first commercial antivirus software, obviously, McAfee Antivirus. But he resigned from the company in 1994 and sold his remaining stake in the company. McAfee became the company's most vocal critic years later, urging customers to uninstall the company's antivirus software, which he considered bloatware. McAfee was a very controversial, <laughs> and you're very conflicted about the about the person himself. There's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad, um, there's a lot of like cringe, there's a lot of all kinds of stuff from John McAfee. I interviewed John McAfee twice myself on previous shows. I produced a show with him on it as well. And he also invited myself and Zero X Function uh, to his boat in the Caribbean. Uh, but we declined to go to the boat and make a documentary on him because he was getting ambushed by the Colombian government, apparently. 
I think he actually emailed us or his widow emailed us and said, we're running from the Colombian government. Uh, we need to postpone this. And we're just like, yeah, I think we're going we're gonna to cancel this. But anyway, he was a very interesting person. And his widow, Janice McAfee, tweeted about the claims of John being alive. She said, oh, how I wish this were true. If John were alive, I'm pretty sure he would not be hiding in Texas. She continued to say, Texas is awesome for sure. But John was being held in a Spanish prison because of the trumped up charges against him from the IRS. So I doubt he would choose to hide in America. That would be silly. So McAfee, he was in a Spanish prison because they finally got him. They caught up to him and he faced 30 years in prison on tax evasion and alleged ICO pump and dump schemes that authorities said netted him over $23 million. The director of the film said this about McAfee. You are questioning how you feel about watching this man who no doubt has done terrible things. The people who surround him are aware of how awful he can be and how joyful he can be. So it's about how you balance those things out. And as we know, June 23rd of 2021, McAfee died from apparent suicide while in custody in Spain. This past June, June of 2022, Reuters reported that McAfee's remains are still in the Spanish morgue. And in my opinion, there is no way John killed himself. He was always fighting. He was always fighting. And so I believe more that he's alive in Texas than he committed suicide in a Spanish prison. We have some Coinbase news. Coinbase is cutting costs and shifting its revenue model, says CEO Brian Armstrong. In Q2 of this year, Coinbase saw a 60% drop in revenue and reported a $1.1 billion loss. So now Brian Armstrong wants to move away from trading fees as its main source of revenue, explaining that while such fees bring in revenue during bull markets, that cash flow dries up when bearish sediment takes hold. We're investing today so much in subscription and service revenue. We are realizing that trading fees, he says, are still going to be a big part of our business in 10 years from now, and even 20 years from now. But I'd like to get to a place where more than 50% of our revenue is subscription and services. Brian Armstrong said currently, 18% of Coinbase's revenue comes from subscription services. When talking about the subscription models, he said there's a number of subscription models that work, hinting at subscription-based staking services and other offerings. Brian Armstrong also believes that the company needs to move away from a U.S.-centric outlook. And that's a derp. You need to do that. Honestly, Coinbase made this niche of being the U.S. hub for crypto. Um, but I, I agree. Now, it wasn't a derp. I wouldn't take that back. It was definitely what it was. It was this niche back in the day. But now they're seeing that it needs to go more global. Brian said... Looking back, we might have applied a bit too much U.S. lens to the global landscape. And I would actually say that might have been a mistake. And in other Coinbase news, a customer of Coinbase is suing the exchange for $5 million for failing to properly secure customers' accounts and other allegations. The lawsuit filed last week represents 100 people, claims that the biggest cryptocurrency exchange in the U.S. locked users out of their accounts for extended period of times, harming them financially. The lawsuit reads, Contrary to its representation, Coinbase does not properly employ standards of practice to keep customers' accounts secure, and Coinbase improperly and unreasonably locks out its customers from accessing their accounts and funds, either for extended periods of time or permanently. The lawsuit further claims that the plaintiff's assets were vulnerable to theft. And so I went to pull up some hacks of Coinbase. And honestly, Coinbase has been pretty secure. However, October 1st of last year, hackers stole from more than 6,000 customers. The hack took place between March and May 20th of 2021. Unauthorized third parties exploited the flaw in the company's SMS account recovery process, basically the two-factor authentication or two-factor account recovery process to your cell phone. 
Now moving to the Crypto Clown Shows. The Singapore High Court on Monday approved a petition from the advisory firm Tenio to recognize the liquidation order issued by the crypto hedge fund 3 Arrows Capital. This means Tenio, which was appointed by the British Virgin Islands Court to liquidate 3 Arrows Capital, will be able to investigate what assets are held in Singapore, including bank accounts, properties, cryptocurrencies, and NFTs, as well as stakes in companies that can be tied to 3 Arrows Capital. In similar clown show news, Celsius filed a countersuit in the United States Bankruptcy Court on Tuesday against Jason Stone and his company, KeyFi. In the filing, Celsius alleges Stone falsely represented himself as a pioneer and expert in coin staking and decentralized finance investments. Unfortunately, defendants Stone and KeyFi, Stone's majority-owned corporate vehicle, proved themselves incapable of deploying coins profitably and appear to have lost thousands of Celsius coins through gross mismanagement, Celsius says. But the defendants were not just incompetent, they were also thieves. The Celsius countersuit alleges Stone and Kefi stole millions of dollars in coins from Celsius-controlled wallets, transferring them to wallets that they owned. The suit also alleges that Stone and Celsius coins were used to buy hundreds of NFTs, sending them to their own wallets. Stone, whose Kefi account was acquired by Celsius, I think this is the clown show part, Stone, whose KeyFi was acquired by Celsius in 2020, sued Celsius in July for allegedly refusing to honor its contract. In the lawsuit, KeyFi alleges that Celsius used customers' funds to manipulate crypto asset markets and it had failed to institute basic accounting controls, which endangered those same deposits and had failed to carry through on promises. And as we know, Celsius filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Oh, Celsius also alleges that Stone used sanctioned Tornado Cash mixing service to obfuscate his transfers. The suit alleges that Stone sent $1.4 million through Tornado Cash in September of 2021. This is just a clown show. Absolute clown show. You're suing the people that you acquired <laughs> for taking your money, and they're alleging that you manipulated crypto markets with customers' funds. All the while, people's funds are locked in your account, you're filing for bankruptcy, and you basically lost or stole everyone's money. What a clown show. And in related news, not clown show, but related news with Tornado Cash, U.S. Representative Tom Emmer asked the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, to explain why the department has sanctioned Tornado Cash. He wrote, The sanctioning of a neutral, open-source, decentralized technology presents a series of new questions, which impact not only our national security, but the right to privacy of American citizens. And when answering the question of, are you in trouble if you receive funds from Tornado Cash? He said this, in quote, Are otherwise innocent U.S. persons who receive unsolicited funds from SDN-listed addresses in breach of law or regulation? What actionable steps should people in this situation take to comply with sanctions, obligations, while recognizing that on a blockchain, individuals can receive funds unknowingly or unwillingly? These are all very good questions about privacy and about how do you set somebody's ass up properly gassed up? Do you just send them some Tornado Cash Ethereum? Hmm. And finally, PseudoRare, an NFT platform that forked from PseudoSwap and looks rare, is the latest crypto project to run off with users' funds. Yay, we have more. Many crypto Twitter community were skeptical, with Too Shabby tweeting on Monday that PseudoRare could be a scam and said this in quote, don't participate unless you want to take the risk of losing your money. This team is anonymous, won't dox, won't disclose their identities, and the possibility of this being a scam is high. 
another Twitter user, 0xstanic, also had a high degree of suspicion, saying, this is like a 1,001% scam that noobs will fall for. Well, six hours after going live, almost 1 million looks tokens were swapped into 154.5F and another 230.6 looks tokens into USDC. And this was all confirmed on Etherscan. So all in all, 519F was then moved off the platform, valued at around $815,000 at the time of reporting this, at the time of writing this. And the funds were then sent to three different addresses to drain both the funds and any trace of the project. Seacow's NFT, another decentralized NFT, platform tweeted this sucks and hold teams to high security and transparency standards which again i think that's a pretty lame uh, tweet from sea cows this sucks do your own research <laughs> this is what they just said noobs will fall for this it's hard for a noob to do their own research these people are just i, I hope they catch all these people and we just gotta start throwing the book at these people seriously Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>